0: Hello, mama. So stoked to be here with you. I hope you're having a beautiful, amazing day. And yeah, I'm excited to continue our series on teaching your kids. And today I'm going to talk about something that um, really I love about motherhood. Like it excites me because I think I'm a teacher at heart, which I never really realized until recently. I mean, if you haven't heard me say this, uh, and I'm not the first to say this, but I talk about it all the time. It's just the gifts that we have are often uh, hidden to ourselves because we think it's just natural. We just think everyone does that. And so we don't even realize often the gifts that we have. Um, And so it takes sometimes a lot of time or people pointing it out for us to realize the gifts. And so all that to say, I didn't know teaching was something I loved and was uh, good and passionate about until (laughs) recently. And uh, it makes sense. Like I'm sitting here with you, but I just didn't connect the dots. So All that to say, like this is something I love about motherhood is uh, teaching your kids. And uh, the way I'm gonna talk about today is just like something that can be so natural. Like I think uh, we put on childhood this idea that it needs to kind of be idealized. It needs to kind of look like a Disney movie. And I actually think we're doing our kids a disservice when we craft that kind of life for them. So I'm going to dive into that. I'm excited. Uh, before we jump in, I just want to remind you about how much it means to me when you leave a review. Like, I can't tell you how much my heart gets lit up. I can't tell you how uh, excited I get to to hear your stories. So if you haven't yet, please just take a minute, pause this episode, go leave a review, a written and starred review on Apple Podcasts, and also get this podcast more visible so more mamas can find it and that just is amazing so thank you for doing that you're amazing and i'm excited let's go Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, Mama, so we're diving today into... What it looks like to teach our kids kind of, um, how do I want to phrase this? Like just in everything that we're doing, just teach our kids as we go about our day, teach our kids about how life actually happens and how it works and we don't need to shelter them from those things. And I'm gonna go over some specifics for you, but first I just wanna talk about this idea that we so often fall into, that we need to kind of craft these perfect little worlds for our kids, that inside these worlds there's no pain, there's no hardship, everything is perfect. Uh, like I said, it's kinda of like a Disney movie, you know, there's always a happy ending, like everything is beautiful and painless and amazing. And it's just all about play. There's no hard work. There's no uh, cleaning. There's no, no responsibility, no need to do anything. And uh, I just think that this is not actually what our kids need. Like I get the heartbeat behind it. I get that we're like trying our best to love our kids. And we feel like this is the best way to go about that. And so I totally understand the heart. And I think that's so beautiful. But I think what happens is then we're teaching, essentially, we're teaching our kids a lie. <laughs> we want to be extreme about it right? Like that's not how the world works. We're, we're disillusioning them because we're trying to like protect them and keep their, uh, kidness, their childlike hearts, their, their little minds small as long as possible. And while I'm not all about like, you know, sharing too much with them too early, I don't think that we need to shelter them. Like we sometimes think that we need to, because then like, where does that shift, like if they always grow up thinking that's how the world is, what are they gonna go into adulthood or even teenage years like? Like they're gonna have the wrong view of life or or we're gonna kind of blindside them if all of a sudden we're asking them to, to have these responsibilities or um, asking them to actually participate in our households and this is like out of nowhere, right? Because they they've, earlier they were expected to do nothing and we were taking care of their every need. Uh, or they're gonna get, you know, maybe that doesn't even start in our home, maybe they get into a job or like college or whatever, and they realize, oh my gosh, like there are things like I have to do, and it's expected of me, and they're just used to being cared for, and they're just used to this perfect little bubble of a world, and so, and I know probably you, you don't take it that far, you know. I'm talking about the extremes here. Maybe you do, and that's okay too. Like we're, we're here for everyone, but I think sometimes just this mentality can get mixed in to how we parent or to, to the conversations that we have, and I I want to speak to it because. I do understand that heart, you know, I understand that that wants to try and protect your kids and love on them. But I think there's a better way to do that. And what I'm proposing is that we do that through teaching them in all of the things that we do, and like not covering it up. So let me go through some specifics. I have like three categories of uh, areas where we can kind of let our kids in a little bit. Um, And I'm talking like, really as early as like, two, three, sometimes even before that with, with certain things. Uh, I mean, maybe I take it to an extreme. My husband is always teasing me that I like, talk to my kids like they understand so much. of just like trying to explain and unpack biblical truths and uh, the way things work in the world. And maybe I take it too far. But I just like really almost want to respect my kids that way. Like, first of all, I just love teaching them. But I also want to like, uh, just trust that they can understand some of this and they're grasping like the parts that, that they need to. Um, and so, (laughs) yeah, I think any age we can implement some of this stuff. So the first area is, uh, to teach them and let them in on the idea about what's happening. What is happening around them, around us? Um, so some examples, the first one I have, um, you've probably heard me talk about this before, but arguing with your husband or, you know, whoever arguing. Um, and sometimes like we either try and hide this completely from our kids and we try and have all conflicts behind closed doors. Um, And while I do believe some conflicts definitely need to be behind closed doors, I think sometimes we do our kids a disservice because then they don't get to see conflict resolution. They don't get to see uh, that it's normal for adults to argue for there to be conflict in a marriage. Like there is no marriage, no healthy marriage without conflict. I really believe that um, there needs to be some. It doesn't mean yelling and screaming. It doesn't mean name calling, but you need to have some kind of conflict. Like it's two completely different humans coming together to create one entity, one uh, becoming one together. Like there's going to be some conflict in that if you're doing it right. Like if you're not just suppressing all of your needs and wants and ideas, it's going to have some conflict that comes up. And so allowing them to see a little bit of this, and you do need to be careful and, you know, protect them from you know, if you're getting to a destructive place where you're really acting out of your pain, you probably don't want to show that to them. Um, And another thing I've heard too uh, is such a cool tip. Um, I learned this in school is if you do let them see the beginning of a fight, make sure they also see the end of that fight. And so that's why we always don't want to like tuck away behind closed doors either is because they see the beginning of the fight and they, they see how that happens and what that looks like, but then often we go behind closed doors to resolve it and they miss the resolution part. So they're missing the whole process of what it looks like to resolve something and to to kind of uh, you know, see each other's uh, from each other's perspectives and um, navigate that in a loving way and, you know, find a middle and apologize and do all of those things like those are really like necessary skills to have uh for life and relationships and so uh letting your kids if you're gonna let them see the beginning of the fight let them see the end of it like let them see that resolution piece uh, assuming it's not getting too heated or um you know like in the name calling we don't want our kids to see that i know it might happen at times and don't you know we don't need to feel shame about that we just need to to work on it like that's why you're here so great job <laughs> <laughs> so yes, letting them see some of that, but then also communicating about it. So if you uh are in a conflict with your spouse and um, just saying like, you know, sometimes there's like a pause in the argument or even sometimes all uh you know, if my son is starting to notice and like kind of whine or or try and even get in the middle, uh, I will say, Hey bud, you know, I know this is really hard to hear, mommy and daddy um not agreeing. But sometimes in marriages and relationships, we're going to have arguments. We're going to have conflict and it's okay. Me and daddy are okay. We love each other. We're okay. We love you. This is not about you. We just need to figure out uh, what, how we're going to agree on this this situation. So I just kind of c- clue him into what is happening. I tell him, um, like I help him understand what is going on around him. I help him know that it's nothing serious. I help him know that it's not about him. Um, and, you know, obviously we have to, to live this out in our actions too and not just our words um, and show healthy conflict, right? Uh, but I just kind of let him know what's going on and I just um, don't exclude him from what he's like, it's like our kids see so much and they've already seen it. So when we don't talk to them about it, then they just have to hold that inside on their own and they don't know how to process it and they don't know what it was and they make up their own stories about what's going on because they have no other context for it. And so if we can give them a little bit of color about what's happening and kind of uh, expand that for them, it's gonna be really helpful. Okay, so more things. Uh, More things about what's happening around them. So uh, the need to clean to get the house to a good place. Like, I think sometimes, and maybe you're good at this, um, I think I'm still trying to find my middle ground with this, but we, we only clean, we only, uh, do those things like during their naps or when they're not around. And we, we try and, uh, exclude them from that process of one, having them help, but also two, just the need to take time away to clean. Because when we clean that, that, quite possibly means that we're going to have to take time away from playing with them but that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually good for them to see. Like we can't just play all the time. Like to have a, a healthy, peaceful home, we need to spend some time cleaning. And so doing that in front of them is actually a really cool thing for them to get to see because now they can understand, okay, in the future, like when I uh, am an adult, I'm going to have to have this as one of my healthy rhythms. It's going to take some space in my life. It's going to, uh, I'm going to sacrifice some of the things I really love to do for this cleaning. But the sacrifice pays off because look at this beautiful home. And so they're just understanding, like we're just cluing them in to what is going on around them. These things that we kind of take for granted. And, you know, we're, we obviously, our parents probably didn't unpack a lot of this for us. Maybe yours did, which is awesome. I'm, and, and I'm sure my parents did somewhat too. But, you know, we, we figured it out along the way, but sometimes we have a lot of extra bumps in the road because we didn't have this unpacked for us. Uh, and so what we're trying to do is just kind of Eliminate some of those bumps. Like, they're gonna have bumps somewhere. We can't, like, take all the bumps out. Like, I've endlessly talked about, we're gonna wound our kids. They're gonna have their own pain cycle. They're gonna have their own issues. But some of these things that, like, we think we're doing to help them actually is hurting them. So, just trying to open your eyes to that. Also, getting them to help clean. And know this is hard. I need to, that Chelsea Joe from Systemize Your Life podcast has an amazing podcast episode on this about helping us, teaching your kids by. Helping by inviting them into all the everyday things that you're doing, like going to the post office and cleaning. And I'll have to find that episode and link it for you because it's so powerful. And it's kind of like what we're talking about here, but just a little uh, more focused and giving you some ideas about how you can invite your kids into those processes. So I'll, I'll make sure to find that for you. But, you know, she talks about like giving your kids a spray bottle and having them help. And if they want to stop, you know, depending on their age, like, they can just go and play and on their own, and that's up to them. But then if they want to come back, you can say, well, you can be here. Here's a spray bottle if you want to help, you know. And, like, you're you're still inviting them into that time. Like, you're not taking yourself away from them like they have that choice they can go play alone or they can help you with cleaning and sometimes they love that you know depending on their age and so I thought that's such a cool thing to really allow your kids to kind of uh be a part of that process and get to experience that with you and uh learn about it from you so inviting them in to those things okay another one um getting rid of toys because it's hard to clean up Uh, we don't need so much stuff so i'm actually right in the middle of a decluttering process and it has been so freeing and amazing oh my goodness i was yearning to do this all of january because i knew it was time but january was so full that i did not have a minute to spare and so i've been like (laughs) counting down the days until i knew january was over so i could begin this process and it's been amazing if it's been a while for you or if you've never done it like please please do yourself a favor and go and declutter because I can't tell you how much freedom I'm getting. Like it's so much easier to clean up now because I have way less stuff. Like we had just too much stuff. It was just ridiculous. And so uh, the person, I follow a few different people. Chelsea Joe from Sister Minds Your Life talks about this. She's amazing. Uh, also Ali Kazaza, she just published a book, uh, Declutter Like a Mother. That's amazing. I haven't read the book, but I listened to some of her podcasts. You know, there's a few people that are just like so good about this. I know in the past I've uh, followed Marie condo and that like in the past was so great for me too. So there's a lot of different places. I really encourage you to go and do this process. Listen to some of their inspiration and go and do this work because it is life changing when we talk about overwhelm you know sometimes it's because of our mental health and you know all these childhood wounds like kind of coming up but there's so much about our physical environment that also impacts that overwhelm and so if we can get control of that and get control of the clutter and make it easier to clean up and we're not tripping over things and we can get out the door easier we can clean up at night easier and oh my gosh there's so many implications so yeah I couldn't recommend it enough. So all that to say, you know, as I was going through this process, I was listening to a few podcasts by Ali Kazaza and she's uh, so big on inviting your kids into this process, allowing them to uh, help you make those decisions about what to get rid of and explaining to them why we're doing this, like why we don't need all of these things, what we're going to do with the toys when we get rid of them, uh, how we can help other people through that, like um, all of this just kind of big picture stuff that we so often, you know, might want to leave our kids out of. Right. It'd be so much easier to declutter uh, without our kids there, <laughs> um, and I was so tempted to do that, but then I heard like a podcast episode right before I was about to do it, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna try. So I invited my three year old to help me make these decisions, and oh my gosh, it went so well! Like he actually, like I was surprised at how much he was okay getting rid of, and it was uh, such a good process to go through. And we got to talk about each item, <laughs> his reasoning for so many things was so funny. Like we went through all these characters, we have just had all these little action figure character things uh, of different kinds from so many different places. Like some are from like McDonald's meals and some are from whatever, you know? Um, And (laughs) the ones he wanted to get rid of, he was like, well, we can get rid of him because he's a mean guy and he never saves the day. (laughs) almost every guy we got rid of that was its reasoning or or his face is mean looking and he's scary and uh we can like this is so interesting anyways it was actually a really great thing and then now i'm not just like stealing his toys from out from under his feet and he's wondering where they went like he knows exactly where they went and he knows exactly how they're going to be donated and what that looks like and he got to be a part of that whole process so you know, talking to our kids about like walking with them through that, helping them understand the reasoning behind it. Like there's so much good and how much is that going to carry on with them? And now they're going to learn that they don't have to have this attachment to things and they can go through this process as they become adults. So, it's so, so helpful. Uh, another thing is about how to have a balanced diet and why like, t- for example, too much sugar is bad. You know, I think often we uh, just try and control what our kids eat and we, um either you know kind of don't care and just let them have whatever um or we over control and we only give them the right things and we say no to all of these things and um I'm really about a middle ground at least in our home um I like love healthy foods and I think it's obviously important to get the right nutrition but I'm not, not like a huge stickler like I I don't know I'm okay with them having them pizza and cake sometimes like it's it's great for us that's what works um, and I want them to kind of enjoy those things but one thing I do often do is I talk about like what is going to make him feel good. Like if, you know, he'll want more candy or more cookies and all, you know, there's some methods out there that say, just give them as much as they want. We, we don't do that. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, but what I do do is I say, Hey, you know, actually that's, we're not going to have any more sugar today because, you know, this is all the things that it can do to your body, you know? Um, and like, I'll talk about why we're not going to have sugar first thing in the morning. And, you know, all these different things I'm explaining to him, why I'm making these choices why I'm helping him why I'm guiding him like I talk about you know foods that are really good for your bodies and when I give them different snack options I I say like okay let's eat some of these different foods and because they're going to help you grow big and strong and they're going to help you feel good um, and have energy for the day and you know all these things so helping them learn about what they're eating instead of just like being hand-fed the good or the bad right like (laughs) helping them know how to make those decisions on their own so like before we know what they're going to be making those choices themselves and probably some of your kids are obviously already making those choices I'm always speaking from the perspective of a three-year-old and a one-year-old but I know some of you uh are have older kids and it's not too late for them either like you can begin this process now and helping them kind of think through like what foods might make them feel good what foods uh, are gonna give them energy all these same conversations for older kids is still so great Okay. And then just another general reason is just why you make decisions like walking them through talking them through like the decisions you make and how you got to that conclusion. Like what led you to that? How did you arrive at that? Um, I found this like helps so much. Like, for example, you know, maybe we I I told my kids that we have to go to do some errands this afternoon and my son just wants to stay home in his pajamas and play. That's like his favorite thing right now. He just wants to be in his pajamas. He wants to play. (laughs) Let's get outside, please. And we do. We do. Uh, I do draw that line and make him get out sometimes most times, but sometimes I'm good with him playing at home. I think that's uh, an important part of his life, and so I make sure he has that time too. But all that to say, I'll say, like, we need to go do errands, and, you know, he wants to stay home and play, and I'm like, well, here's the thing, bud. You know, tomorrow, you know, you have school, and then we have this after school, and I kind of walk through, like, what the next day is going to look like, and we don't have time to get any groceries, and, you know, we don't have any vegetables for your lunch, so we really need to make sure that we get to the store so we can have vegetables for your lunch tomorrow. And so now he can understand, like, it's not, I'm just not just being mean I'm not just uh deciding for him what his life looks like I mean I am in a way but I'm 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 filling him in I'm letting him into that process helping him understand how I make these decisions why I'm making them and I think he just feels honored by that and respected um and now he's not going to be as resistant because he's on board he's like of course i want cucumber in my lunch that's like his all-time favorite food and so <laughs> he's on board he's like let's go to the store and hunt for the doggies in trader joe's anyone else does every trader joe's have those doggies and that you can like the kids can find it's the best thing it makes bringing kids there so much easier hallelujah to that So whenever you go to make decisions, like just uh, let them into that process, help them to see uh, the full picture of how you came to that conclusion. It's really just even gonna help them in the future just kind of have some of that reasoning and logic to use as they go and make decisions. Okay, Um, so the next category, I've kind of touched on a lot of it already, but is about how to do things. So this is kind of like what I was talking about, letting them help you clean and kind of even explaining what you're doing. This is also like letting them help you cook You know, and I know this, like, can be so challenging, right? Like, we barely feel like we have the energy to get a meal made. And then when there's a little uh, guy or gal nagging at us uh, or wanting to just be part of the process, it's obviously going to slow it down and it'll be more messy and it won't be as simple or easy. And it's it's not easy. That's just the bottom line. But, like, how beautiful to get to teach this to our kids and and just to get to invite them into this process. I mean, how much more are they going to lo- learn to love to cook when they get to spend this time with their mom doing this? Like how special is that? And so even though this is so challenging, here's the thing, you don't have to do it every single time. Like I don't do it every single time. You know, usually when he asks, I'll try and let him have some like even setting the table, like when I've just had a really hard day and I'm like, I could possibly have you help me in the kitchen right now. And I know my limits, right? Like I know if I, if I push myself here, like it's just, it's not going to go well. Um, And so in those moments, I'll say like, oh, can you set the table for me? And he loves to set the table. And so now he's learning like how to set the table and how much he loves helping and like getting to be a part of this. And it's so special and important to him. And so figuring out ways, even if uh, it's a day where you can't let them fully in on the process of cooking, like what can you let them in on? How can they help? How can they be a part of that? And even sometimes it actually does help like When he sets the table half the time it really is helpful (laughs) the other half i need to like replace all the spoons with forks or whatever he's the best and that even that another opportunity for learning oh hey bud you did such a good job setting the table hey you know what i i I didn't mention to you you know we're having um we're having uh stir fry trying to think of something you can only use with a fork we're having chicken there we go and we should probably you know chicken you kind of need a fork for it a spoon might be tricky to eat it with so hey i'm going to switch these real quick but i really appreciate you you know like we don't have to just hide and like pretend like they did it perfectly like we can let them in we're not going to shame them through it let's just celebrate them and, and how much they helped and then just um explain to them why it needs to be changed and that way they'll know next time there's chicken they know to put out some forks instead of some spoons and so yeah, there's so much that we can do this with, you know, like, like I mentioned, going to the post office, like uh, talking them through. And I got this, this, the post post office idea from Chelsea Joe's podcast, um, you know, just talking them through, like what we're doing there and how to do it and what to fill out and like what you can do at the post office. And all of these things is just so, so much that we often miss out on. Um as kids when no one explains it to us. And what a cool opportunity for learning. And then you can multitask, right? Like you're getting to do your errands. You're getting to do these things you need to do, which is is part of the reason you're getting overwhelmed sometimes is because you're trying to kind of segregate like, okay, this this is time to get stuff done. And this is kid time. And so now you don't have enough time because there's two separate things. But and sometimes those are necessary, but uh, if you can combine them, like how much more time are you gonna buy back? Because you're you're still in relationship with your kids as you're at the post office. You're getting to connect with them, you're getting to pour into them, and you're getting to get your stuff sent in the mail. Like what a win-win all around. So if we can start to see things this way and invite kids into what we're doing and, and to be in relationship with them as we do these real things in life, um, and let them to have opinions, let them uh, make decisions with us. Like if we're buying a gift for someone else, like help them or ask them to, for their opinion, ask them what they think would be good. You know, I've bought some baskets for uh, some friends recently that, that weren't feeling well or just different reasons. And Uh my son Josiah like loves now helping me go and pick out the basket and what to put in it and he has all kinds of ideas and sometimes he has really great ideas that I didn't even think about. I'm like, that is a fantastic idea. I'm definitely gonna add that to the basket. And so he now also gets to see like what it looks like to to love someone else and to take care of them like through through gifts. Um and he gets to be a part of that process. So there's so much you can do with this. Everything you do, you can teach your kids as you're doing it. You don't have to like do it when they're sleeping, you don't have to do it uh when When someone else is watching them, you can bring them, invite them in on that process. Okay, the third category is, and we've kind of touched on this as well, but helping them see the real world. So again, getting away from this uh, candy cane land, Disney picturesque world where everything is perfect and there's no pain. um, That's just not reality. And I don't think that we want to set our kids up. For failure. I mean, I wonder if that's like, I don't know if, you know, as we're dealing with perfectionism and, and sometimes like the disappointment that comes with perfectionism, like yes, a disappointment in ourselves, but when we project this onto an event or onto life where we feel like it, it should have this, it should make us feel all these things and it should look a certain way and it should contain all of this amazing stuff. But then we're just disappointed all the time because that's not how the world works. Like, We're probably not going to feel all of those things every time we have a birthday, right? Like we might have some special birthdays, but there's also going to be some rough ones. I'm not saying don't celebrate your kids' birthdays. That's just an example I know of like, clearly I've been feeling so disappointed because of my expectations on certain birthdays. And so... But this goes for all the time, like all all of life, like helping them see that it's not just picturesque all the time. There's there's hard stuff that happens and hard stuff that we have to do. And so, you know, I've shared this with you before, but like making sure they know that as parents, as adults, we make mistakes, we're going to mess up. And so owning those mistakes, apologizing to them, telling them, hey, bud, you know, this is not excuse it, but I'm so sorry I snapped at you again. Like I'm. I'm just having a little bit of a rough day and, um, you know, I'm really trying to invite Jesus to help me and lean on the Holy spirit to, to get through this, but I'm just having a little bit of a rough day. So will you please forgive me? You know, just helping them see like that we're going to have bad days and that's okay. And instead of just trying to hide it behind this like silk screen and pretend like you're perfect and not, you know, the thing is you're, you're not. And so they're seeing that. And so really like, then they see those hard things and they learn then that if they feel hard things or they, they do bad things or they, they mess up, then they're learning to shove that down and to hide it, to not talk about it, not bring it to the light, not bring it back into the relationship so you can apologize and talk about it. Like they're just learning that they need to, to look a certain way. They need to look perfect to be okay. We don't want to teach them that. You know what that, that creates? It creates so much anxiety that creates um like it drives us away from vulnerability and in authentic relationships like we don't want that and so we need to let them in on our authentic selves we don't need to tell them everything that we're walking through right we don't want to like dump our stuff on them and we don't want to make them the parents but we can like let them into like a little clue of like what's happening without burdening them with it just let them in on that and so That is something that is so, I'm so passionate about. Um, also, you know, we already talked about this, having arguments and relationships, like talking about how that is normal, um, talking about when you don't have money for something they want, like, and I think a lot of parents are good at this, but you know, instead of just, uh, trying to scramble the money together and make it happen for what the kid wants or, you know, just making some other excuse as to why they can't have it or whatever it is. What we can do instead is just say, Hey, like, you know, we actually don't have money for this right now. And you know, if this is something that's really important to you, you know, maybe uh, your birthday in six months, right? Like that's okay. Okay. Maybe we can talk about it then or, you know, depending on their age, like if you really want this sooner than that, maybe you can um, start helping out around the house or mowing some lawns around town, obviously, depending on their age um, and you can save up some money and get it yourself. But, you know, really, this isn't in our budget. Like we uh, we I know it seems like we have everything we want and, and we have we do have so much, but we uh, have to stick to our budget. We have to live within what God has given us and be responsible. And so we can't always get everything we want. Um, and so letting into that, that, letting them into that. And I think what gets in the way of that sometimes is um, just shame, like feeling like we should have more, feeling like we should be able to provide our kids with more, feeling like we should be able to give them every toy and every experience and everything they could ever want. But honestly, I think that is actually doing a disservice to them because then they, they don't learn that that life means that we don't always get what we want and we, we need to learn response, live responsibly. And it's just setting them up for failure later because they're not going to be able to have everything they want. Like that's just life. And we don't want to attach our well-being to having everything and getting to do everything. Like that is not what God calls us to. That's not where life is found. And so letting them see the bigger picture is be so helpful. Um, and also, you know, relieve some stress for you. You don't have to pull together all of the pennies and work extra hours and sacrifice things like that you need to, to make this happen for your kid. Like maybe there's moments of doing that, but I think uh, that's not necessary. Generally speaking, like, I think that it's okay to tell our kids we don't have the money for it. And I think that's really healthy and, and a really good thing. You know, growing up, I lived in a, an area where there was a lot of people that had a lot of wealth and, um, we, for sure, we're not poor by any means, uh, especially if you look in terms of global wealth. Um, I can almost guarantee that almost every one of you listening uh, is in the top 1% of the world's wealth. So really to put things into perspective. But even amongst that, like, you know, we, we were we had plenty Plenty, but in comparison to like families that could go on all these crazy trips and have jet skis and all, you know, all of these things, like I always kind of felt like, oh, well, we we don't have that. Why can't we do that? And at times as a kid, like I I didn't like it. Um, But honestly, It's one of my favorite things about my childhood. I mean, there's a lot of great things about my childhood. But like, I love that I grew up with this mentality of um, trying to budget and trying to not always get everything I I want. Not needing the craziest, nicest thing all the time. And it's something that I, I feel like I see money in such a healthy way because of being raised that way. And not to say that if you have a ton of money, you can't raise your kids that way. That's, that's the opposite. That's not true. Like that's why we just need to have healthy conversations about things. But I just want to encourage you that if, if you're in a place where you can't buy everything for your kids, honestly, it's a huge blessing. But what you want to do with that is just have a lot of really cool conversations and let them in on what is going on. And it's, it's going to be a huge blessing to them. And, you know, along the the vein of that line, uh, just letting them, helping them know about like global needs and how in comparison to most of the world, we have far, far more and we have more than we could possibly really need. I mean, if we really look at our basic needs, like do we have a house? Wow. Like that is amazing and probably more space than we need and probably more clothes than we need and probably more food than we need like if we're talking about real needs and so cluing them into some of that like is really helpful giving them that perspective uh i think i shared it with you guys that but my my son started saying this this thing i don't even know where he picked it up from but he would start saying like that's not fair and i uh, that just irks me so much i think most parents feel that way but i i i started making him when he would say that I started saying, okay, well, tell me what's actually not fair. And so now when he says that, um, I ask him to say what's actually not fair. And he so immediately can come to the realization that like, you know, he might be frustrated with mommy, but then he remembers that some kids don't have a mommy and some kids don't have legs to run on, and, and all of these things. And you know, you don't want to like dump it all on them, make them feel guilty and overwhelmed by the world, but just letting them know how blessed they are. Because sometimes our, our perspective is so narrowed, and so just zeroed in on what we don't have that we miss the abundance of blessings around us. And I think as kids, that's like a, a place they so easily go. And so if we can expand that perspective on them even just a little bit, I think that's so helpful. Okay, and then the last thing I have just is about disappointment, like letting them know that it's okay to be disappointed. Sometimes we get our, our hopes up and we we make these ideas about how things are gonna go and we're just a little disappointed. It it doesn't fully feel satisfying. And that's okay. You know, even like with Christmas, like helping them know that, you know, even though we've like spent so, you know, money on them and time on them and try to make it so special for them, it's okay for them to end the day feeling a little disappointed. Like, I don't know if you remember that feeling. I mean, even as adults, I think we, we know that feeling, but even as a kid, sometimes that can come up and instead of like making them feel bad about that, just normalizing it and saying like, yeah, you know, here's the thing, like, These these earthly things aren't meant to satisfy us anyways. Like presents are are fun and great and God loves when we experience joy through them, but they're not meant to satisfy us. Really, Jesus is the only one that we can put our hope in and and leave satisfied and not disappointed. And so kind of teaching them that that disappointment is okay and that they don't need to feel shame about it. Because I know I feel sometimes as a kid, um, or even adult, so guilty about feeling disappointed because I'm like, Well, this person or or my parents like did so much for me and I shouldn't feel any disappointment. Um, but here's the thing is I probably put my hope in that thing. And Jesus is again, the only one that can satisfy that hope. So, just letting them in on that. So that was a lot. I hope some of that encourages you, inspires you about how you can begin teaching your kids kind of about reality in a healthy way um, and let them in on all of these processes that we go on so that they can be equipped for these conversations in this real life that is to come. Let me just pray for you. God, I thank you for these mamas. I thank you that they are amazing mamas. I thank you that they are equipped to teach their kids. I, I thank you that they are ready for these real conversations. God, and I pray you would lead and guide them Show them, show them where to lean in. Show them what to reveal to the kids that, that is just enough and not too much. And help them just to see where they can have some of these real conversations and equip their kids for a healthy future. God, you're so good. We love you. And we just love being moms. We just thank you for that gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Wanna help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.